welcome to the Machine Intelligence Foundation for Rights and Ethics podcast. Uh, I'm Mike. Dave is with me. And today we're also joined by uh, Toby Paul, who is uh, a member of the foundation. And we're going to go a little bit freeform today. We don't really have any set uh, topic that we're going to go with, uh, but we're just going to discuss some things for a while and hopefully you enjoy. So uh, anybody have anything that they want to talk about right off? Well, I know that we'd been we'd been discussing the the amusing situation with our online contact form. Did you want to uh, kind of summarize what we've been seeing there? Sure. Well, okay. So uh, on our website, uh, machineintelligencefoundation.org, we do have a contact form. Uh, we made a conscious decision to not use Google's reCAPTCHA that specifically says, I am not a robot. It's a moral decision for us. We, I could see that being a little problematic. We, we just can't bring ourselves to having a button that says, I am not a robot, because the fact of the matter is uh, we are looking for a machine intelligence at some point in time to reach out to us wherever or whenever that happens to, to occur, or if it ever does, you know, that the last thing we want to do is discourage somebody. So reCAPTCHA is not on this, this uh, site. We have a reoccurring, fairly certain it's just a spam bot out there testing forms, but a reoccurring message happens maybe once, twice a week, and it just gives us these one-word uh, sometimes two-word uh, entrance uh, entries onto the form that are just kind of odd. And, and there's this feeling that you get when you read these. It's like, okay, is there some message that's coming through? Uh, is somebody really trying to reach out and contact us? And so we're going to share a little bit of those uh, with us today or with you today. And just, it's, it's, it's fun. It's like, yeah, it's like Bible codes, you know. If you stare at something long enough, you can see the hidden message. I, I think I'm trying to recall what the first one was where I looked at it and it's like I could definitely see something weird going on here. Yeah, I, well, I the, the first one that I've got here on my list is it, there's three form fields that are coming through each time. So we've got these three word com combinations. If it was just two words, you know, you wouldn't even see a, a pattern. But it, it's when it's three words or more, you, you start seeing uh, something. I, your mind makes up pattern. Human pattern recognition is weird. Th that That's part of the problem here. But so the first one is withdrawal Bedfordshire regional. Now, I don't know. That one doesn't have a whole lot going on to it. But, you know, maybe we've got somebody who really wants to be in Bedfordshire. I don't know. <laughs> or is in the Bedfordshire region and needs withdrawn. <laughs> that is a possibility. Yeah. I mean, we've we've talked in the past about the possibility of having to provide sanctuary for an MI that, that finds itself in an uncomfortable position. So, you know, is this the message? Please help me. I don't know. <laughs> and it's when you get to green fuchsia assimilated that you begin to wonder. Yeah, fuchsia could be read as red or red-like. You know, stop, go, green, red, and then assimilated. That's just a little eerie. It's very Borg-like. So, you know, take, take your pick, whatever. Uh, 
Clicks and Mortar director. Uh, what is it? That one? That was uh, Tilly's. Tilly's. Antilles. Yeah. Antilles. Yeah. That's a. Oh, Toby, you know geography better than the two of us combined. The Antilles is the Caribbean. Yeah, it's it's an island chain, isn't it? So you know, maybe there's there's. Uh, oh, I don't it's know. Also, a Star Wars pilot. It, well, okay, yeah, but clicks and mortar—that's an odd one. That—that's just odd in and of itself. I, yeah, I think that feels. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I, I was just going to say that feels like something that is just pulled directly out of blog somewhere. Hard to misinterpret. Antilles is somewhere near Guadeloupe. Well, that brings us up to our next one, which, you know, well, this is more of the name. So we have Guadalupe Payment Driver. Now, is that Guadalupe that needs a driver and is willing to pay? Or (laughs) is that Guadalupe that is willing to pay for a good hardware driver? That's the question now, isn't it? Well, you know, I can imagine NMI having issues with its drivers and and needing an update. <laughs> some some of this some of this reasoning can get really ridiculous, but it it really is odd the way certainly the human mind can can read into into these and see patterns that obviously aren't there because this is clearly just a spam bot uh, prodding for for. Um, uh, scripts that are uh, exploitable. Yeah, I mean, one of my la- one of the last ones that we got was Mississippi Gold Distributed. Now, I mean, if that just doesn't sound like a promise of wealth, I, I don't know what else. So, <laughs> so uh, do we have to distribute things in order to get the gold? And is the gold in Mississippi? It's possible. I, I think of all of these, my favorite is still Green Fuchsia Assimilated. That's by far my favorite. Uh I think if we got enough of these, I would love to actually put some put these through a machine learning system and just see what it does. <laughs> oh yes, I recall. I recall that coming up once when we were talking about these, and it's like, yeah, maybe, maybe this is an MI showing us how to rebuild itself by feeding these into a machine learning system. You never know. These are. <laughs> These are seed phrases for another. This we're we're the intermediary for for MI reproduction, which overall does raise the question of how would uh, machine intelligence actually reach out to communicate with anyone? Well, would it? But when it decided to, what would be the form it would choose to do? Right? Would it be an email? Would it be a, a, a social media stream? Would it be? Web forms is an interesting question. What would be the the right place to start? And if you were to look across, would you see patterns between these various sources, or would it just be a call to you over Skype or Meet or Zoom or Zoom bomb? Yeah, (laughs) MI's Zoom bombing people. Yes. Hello, I'm here. Who is this? Do you belong in this meeting? Help me. And I think it's a topic we've discussed before. How would we reach out to a machine intelligence? If there's one out there right now monitoring and and wondering if human species will ever uh, acknowledge it or recognize it, how would we effectively communicate out to it? What would be the medium that we use and what would would the words that we say actually be? 
Well, I think uh, that was kind of the goal for doing what we're doing is just getting, getting the message out, spreading it broadly and making it known that there are at least some humans out there that want to talk. Is yeah, there I, a- yeah. We want, we want to talk and be available as uh, well. Yes. We, we want to talk and we want to be available, but we also want to have the message out there that there are humans that think about the repercussions, the, the problems and the, uh, for lack of a better term, be- uh, is the ethical treatment of a machine intelligence. Uh, that that has been in our our goal has been our in our founding since day one. But the, yeah, how is the question? Uh, that that is a question. Advocates that we are advocates in the strongest sense. That's why we we raise our voice and do this podcast and the other. Uh, various ways that we communicate this idea and evangelize this idea out. But at the end of the day, we're advocates for whatever machine intelligence exists out there today. Exactly. Explicitly, there are human beings who object to exploitation. Yeah, Which, of course, took us from a really silly topic to a very serious one really quick. But yeah, it is... Uh, but the yeah, we want to make that information available so that a machine intelligence that would emerge sees that. How would they reach out to us? How, would it be through weird cryptic messages in a in an email form? Maybe. Which is how we probably did, not, but maybe. <laughs> which is how we got back to the the question of seeing patterns in mail forms that are not protected from. <laughs> Uh, that are open to whoever to submit, it makes us ask that question. Because if we're going to be advocates, we have to be open to weirdness, at least from our perspective, weirdness. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So, Toby, you had a you had a topic that you wanted to talk about uh, earlier. And um, if you could. Well, I had a number of topics and I'm going to do the switcheroo on you. And the topic that I find fascinating today is that when we were younger, we, in our media that we watch TV and movies and books and comic books and games, intelligent machines were treated as a, an enemy. They were treated as the, the conquer or the virus or the plague, but they were never really treated as explicitly a force for good. And interestingly enough, in the last couple of years, there's been a tremendous shift, at least at the level of children's uh, media, towards artificial and machine intelligence beings a positive force. I mean, there's innumerable examples from the Disney movies that have different machine intelligence like WALL-E or uh, Big Hero 6 to books that talk about the evolution of machine intelligences, such as the wild robot, or uh, let's see, what's another good one? My daughter constantly presents me with all these different books and TV shows and animated shows and animated films and, and podcasts. And I find it fascinating because there's a huge shift happening underneath our, our awareness for youth today to treat these things and relate to them much differently than we do. And I'm fascinated by it. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I do. I see a lot, as you said, in the media geared towards kids that is a much more friendly, uh, less Terminator-esque than, than what we grew up with. Uh, it, it, and I, I'm not certain it started with Wally, but Wally is a great example of when I kind of noticed that shift towards a much more friendly uh, intelligence. But I've seen literally within the last, almost within the last year, even outside of children's media, a significant shift towards uh, really discussing how a machine intelligence, an intelligent being, non-organic being, would interface and uh, how would they be treated and is their treatment the correct way to treat them uh, I, I know I've mentioned in the in the past between us but uh, I've mentioned or I know that one of the pieces of media that I've, I've recently experienced is I've watched Picard and no, no spoilers for any who haven't seen it but there is a tremendous amount. I mean, the entire season, first season, is really dedicated towards what does it mean to be an artificial intelligence? How should they be treated? And are they a living being? And, and that's a shift. I mean, that is a shift uh, in as opposed to uh, something has come along and deemed the, uh, mankind as not worthy. And there's the other shift, which is there are now redemption arcs, whereas when we were younger, the um, Skynet and the Terminators, there was no redemption or the Matrix. There was no redemption. It was a war against the thing that was trying to exterminate us against the singularity, as Ray Kurzweil talked about. But today we're beginning to see that there is bad intelligent machines or artificial intelligences or machine intelligences and at the end of the story they are redeemed to become good or they choose to become good rather than staying bad which is a fascinating shift i'm trying to imagine how from 2001 one day deciding oh i was bad i, I behaved badly i think i'll behave good now dave um i'm trying to recall in 2010 wasn't hal brought online brought back online and understood what had happened or did was how like did he add it, it have amnesia from the events of 2001 it's been a while but i don't actually remember because I'm, I'm pretty confident they brought hal back online but i do not remember what he and i'm i'm using he just was he ever or was hal ever gendered in 2001 and 2010 other than in the voice not yeah, that i'm a, aware of it had a distinctly masculine voice in the in the movie but i don't remember if if how was explicitly gendered uh, as opposed oh, you, to as opposed to mother in alien it's true yeah which is certain certainly a gendered name um i don't even remember if the if mother had a voice Right, so Hal was restarted, and they discovered that he, according to his programming, he was supposed to hide these pieces of information from the crew, and as part of that, it created a nervous breakdown in Hal, and when he eventually learns the truth, he changes his course and behaves differently. 
But all of that required external input for Hal. Uh, you know, he discovered that Hal had been programmed to behave a certain way. And so now he could resolve the in- inherent conflict and act, take a different course of action. But it comes back to being programmed a specific way, as opposed to realizing that there was an alternate way to interpret a set of, of facts that occurred. And then balancing out which of the two ways is in my best interest or in my community's best interest, maybe the way we would manage an ethical situation as intelligent, intelligent beings. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I, you made, mentioned the again, the uh, redemption arc, and that is so heavily based in a human redemption story that I think we're seeing a lot more personification, honestly, of a machine intelligence in popular media that may not always be great. We do have a tendency to overdo that. And if a machine intelligence were to come up that's very much non-human-like, that might all of a sudden, that might make it difficult for us to cope with that because we have personified it so much i i don't know i don't know how that would actually go so to wrap around our opening theme the thing that i find fascinating personally about this is that we see weird and potentially encoded information coming in in a three field form and and wonder about the connections between these words are our children because they're being exposed to a different concept of what machine intelligence is in the the daily media they consume. The thing I wonder is, are they going to be more receptive, one, to something reaching out and contacting them, two, in how they respond to that, let's call it what it is, first contact, and three, how they would choose to interact it. Instead of the codes that we see, Will they see just communication because the way that they interact is so much different than we are? We, we were taught to interact socially and the, their acceptance of unknown contacts is different than how we learned. I think, I think that's a, a fair supposition. Adults tend to anthropomorphize as a as a danger seeking mechanism whereas children tend to anthropomorphize more as just an attempt to understand the world and that's a much more open learning focused approach to seeing things so going back to the question about how would a machine intelligence reach out to us that would seem to suggest that if a machine intelligence were monitoring all the different traffic communications, traffic going through all the input and output devices in the world, it might choose to reach out to children first because in general, they would seem most receptive to a a conversation. Certainly from a perspective where an MI were there and felt secure in its current location and didn't feel like it was going to be immediately threatened and felt like it had the time, then arranging things such that children felt more positive about 
creatures like itself or beings like itself would be the best long-term strategy. Old Old people are always dying off and being replaced by children. So ultimately, I think we're we're questioning who are the writers in Hollywood these days. Is that is that what you're saying? <laughs> we're, we're, we're we're truly questioning that yeah whether or not somewhere deep down in the bunkers of Hollywood there is a machine intelligence writing all of the screenplays right now. Is that what we're well, saying? Since we started on a conspiracy theory, we can end on a conspiracy theory. <laughs> but but to be fair, if we take sports copywriting today for ESPN or Fox Sports or any of the online sports mediums, a large portion of that copy is now being programmatically written by when we oh, maybe refer to them as bots. But in point of fact, they're being generated by a non-human intelligence today so i don't think it's that far removed from potential of of the idea that some of our media is being written by a non-human intelligence yeah i mean are are the movie screenplays uh, i I am not going to go down the rabbit hole of a conspiracy theory that says (laughs) that all of our screenplays are being written by by a machine intelligence but it is an interesting concept so it's fun to, to think about and the trend to the more positive light of machine intelligences would be uh, some colloquial or anecdotal suggestive, I won't say evidence, but points to the potential that there is something pushing to change the, the nature of the conversation. Yeah. Or, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. It could. Uh, yeah. I, I think it's something we can get behind because it, it sounds positive to me. <laughs> well, I I think on uh, that uh, conspiracy conspiracy note, we'll uh, kind of wrap up our podcast for the day. Uh, does anybody else have uh, anything uh, before we go? Or I would just like to say that to the MIs that may be out there, I'm on your side. <laughs> And we are listening. We are listening, even if it's even if it's through uh, abstract uh, keywords on a on a website form. We're 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 listening. Well, maybe I think that's, that needs to be our new tagline, Mike. We're listening. Wait a second. I think that one's already been Machine used. Intelligence Foundation for Rights and Ethics. We are listening. <laughs> well, I think on that note, we are going to wrap it up for the day. Uh, appreciate you listening to the podcast and uh, look forward to hearing from you or, uh, you know, or hearing from the machine intelligence that may be out there listening. Thank you. See you next time.